put them in front. He doesn't miss. Oh, boy! The little man higher for longer than all around him. Gee, it's a good kick. It is a great kick. It's one for the ages. Oh, look at a trampoline. I've just done it from nowhere. Cyril, has he got the journey? We are, he has. He has. He has. He's kicked the goal, Cyril. What a beauty. This week on the show, we recap all the action from Hawthorne's recent intra-club hit-out. We unpack some key stats from last year that could play a part in shaping season 2017. We have all the latest on Hawthorne's JLT Community Series clash with North Melbourne. Plus, we revisit the anti-fantasy team and read a little more from the Book of Dipper. Hello and welcome to the Hawk Talk podcast, the most must-hear show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and joining me as always is the show's resident autograph hunter. G'day, Tiz. <laughs> that was great yesterday. I got a whole lot. I got every autograph I wanted. You went to the family day and mission accomplished as far as you're concerned. Yes. How many um, did you have to get? Uh, well, every 2015 Premiership player. I got every signature that I could get on the day. Obviously, a few have left now. That's right. It's going to be tough times hunting down some of these blokes. Well, David Hale's going to be particularly difficult, I think. <laughs> he got hop a plane to WA, and no one wants to do that at the best of times, let's no, be that's honest. True. Yeah. So you have um, meticulously collected your trading cards. You're a trading card guy. Well, these, are, these aren't to be traded. Oh, well, obviously not, but, no. I mean, they are cards, nevertheless. Yeah, I, I've sol- I collect all the select cards, yeah, and... Uh, You've done Team quite well. Cards. You've done quite well. I, I, I did... noticed you're a little envious watching me get get all these signatures. Uh, well, to say that <laughs> you got all the signatures oh, might oh. be a bit of a long bow, because you were there with your sister and you sent her around <laughs> like a drone, going from player to player, <laughs> asking very it. sweetly. Oh, she did seem to enjoy it. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. The so players this... are all very nice. Are they all very nice, though? They are. They are I'm, I'm, she nice. has her favourites. I know that. We talked about it over, over yeah, it's brunch. the one she just got a signature from. It's a new favourite. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Um, there's an art to the autograph, as far as you're concerned, though. Because I did notice that your sister would come back with you, with your card and you would have that momentary excitement before going, oh, that looks a bit rubbish, actually. That was Tears. one signature. No, come on. We talked about this for most of brunch. And they're scribbles, mate. Like, how picky do you want to be when and you're not I, happy with and an autograph? I showed you how good Cyril's looks. Tell me the criteria. Bruce takes a Because I still don't understand. How, what, what does Bruce do that's different from any other player well, at the family day? Well, he fills up most of the card with it, but he, also, okay. but he always makes sure his head is clean. Okay, so you, so you don't want to write over the player's appearance. Yeah. But there can't be that much room on a trading card for a good signature in that case. I mean... Well, some of them look better than others. That's what. What about the penmanship? Does it have to be like it's penmanship? Well, well, does it have to be like really? <laughs> they've all got the license. Yeah. What, <laughs> so they've earned it. Does it have to be fine, or do you want a thick signature? Well, I take along quite a a medium one, and okay. then if they press, oh, up, you take your own. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Not even entrusting the players or the club to have their own sharpies. <laughs> wow, you take it well, very seriously. The guys that we were approaching that weren't signing at the time, they were using. They didn't have a pen on them, so. Oh, right, there you go. Well, And a lot of the young players that you get from the pre-draft cards, mm. yeah. Were, were there any noticeable absentees yesterday? I feel like everyone was there pretty much. I'd, was Hendo there? That's always a question for me. <laughs> I seem to forget about Hendo. Who did, who did you enjoy uh, meeting? Um, it was just good to see Ruffy, I guess. Mm. Ruffy seemed like he was in good spirits. Um I don't he know. Had, he had Tom Mitchell next to him. He yeah, seemed yeah. pretty happy. And yeah, Tom Mitchell's there. Yeah, got his autograph as well on my jumper. Um, but yeah, it was just good to be back in the environment. Footy's back, Tiz. Yeah, it feels like right. we're here. And with the AFLW, which we'll get to later. But um, yeah, the AFLW's here. And it feels like footy's started early. And JLT's just around the corner, which we'll also touch on. What, what else did you like about the Family Day? I've got to say, we were very excited about one attraction at Family Day in particular heading into it. Uh, the Dunker Hawk that, attraction. Yeah, that didn't disappoint. Did no, it, it did not disappoint. Now, for any listeners who didn't get along, it's pretty much as it sounds. We, you, you've got that. Uh, you've got a tank set up, and there's a target next to it, and uh, people uh, are able to like throw, I guess, tennis balls or baseballs or whatever, you, whatever you want to call them, uh, at the target. And if you hit, if you get a bullseye, then it dunks whoever's sitting up in the contraption. Jack Gunston was first off. He was. It was like. 
9 a.m. or something, the family day kicked <laughs> it was off. Freezing. It was a miserable, overcast day. And, uh, you know, kudos to Gunston. I'm going to assume he didn't put his hand up, no. but he could have complained. <laughs> he could have weaseled out of it, but he was one of the first could to have go got under. A rookie to go first. Well, I, I'm glad to see they didn't delegate those duties to just the kids. <laughs> I, I don't know who else did it, but Gunston was the only, one of the first. The only people throwing a course were children, but they were very accurate. They were <laughs> scarily accurate. <laughs> One of my favourite people that I saw that day, I've got to be honest, it's, it's come to me now, speaking of the kids, Mitchell Lewis. Got oh, his yes. autograph, my boy, Mitchell, nicknamed Dolly as of yesterday. <laughs> nicknamed Dolly. Yeah, you due to being... explain that. Yeah. yeah, well, he is, as we know, famously, uh, cloned from the combined DNA strands of Sam Mitchell and Jordan Lewis. He's going to hate Hence, that Mitchell Lewis. <laughs> Not, hey, it hasn't caught on yet. But all I'm saying is, can we make it catch For on? his sake, I hope it doesn't catch. <laughs> no, there's worse ones than Dolly, surely. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> fair enough that none are springing to mind right now. Lab Rat was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. That was the working title nickname that I came up with, Lab Rat. And I thought, no, that's too mean. <laughs> I think we better push on from that one. Um, did you see? Did you happen to see Brendan Whitecross there? I think he was doing some signings, wasn't he? No, I didn't see him. You didn't see him? You might catch him in the next few years because he's around until the end of 2018. Did you hear that during the week? Yeah, that's good news, isn't it? That, yeah, that actually happened. When I read a hawk had signed on, I was kind of hoping it was Bruce. <laughs> that could be coming. Yeah. That could be. If the Herald Sun is to be believed. It's, uh, it was actually reported. I missed this. Partially because it's not exactly news, Tiz. Yeah. It, nothing's confirmed. It's I don't know verbiage. why. Yeah. It's just talk. It's just fodder for the news. I don't know why the Herald Sun did this, but then maybe the clues in the fact that they're the Herald Sun. They reported that Hawthorne and Bruce's manager, Neil McMullen, are on the same page about a contract that will take the 26-year-old towards veteran status, which I'd very much enjoy indeed. Uh, Bruce was adamant he was going nowhere in last year's frantic trade talks and is prepared to pass up riches elsewhere. McMullen said, Luke is keen to be a one-club player. Now, Tiz. We're terribly... uh we want his signature because it's very hard to find small forward that kicks 40 to 60 goals a year. Yeah. Many teams are still on the hunt for one. Oh, absolutely. So be people coming for him. Because unquestionably he's required and consistent. That is key. Because are, are you yeah, aware of his... consistency is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. You look at the last five seasons. He's tallied these figures, right? 45, 40, 57, 52 and 47 goals. Wow. So pretty much when it comes to Luke Bruce, you can bank on him being a solid contributor every season. And he requires a, a good defender to track yeah. him the whole day, oh, absolutely. moves up into the midfield. Well, that's what I was going to say. He, yeah. He's versatile enough that <laughs> so he can switch into the midfield. That's why I, I, I think 47 was the tally from 2016. If anyone wants to correct me on that, just hit us up on Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. But 47 goals in a season where, I've got to be honest here, I didn't think he set the world on fire. But I'm happy to sit here and admit that I was perhaps a bit wrong. 47 is a decent tally yeah. for someone who didn't have an outstanding year, in my opinion. Well, he doesn't seem to kick five and six anymore. But That's true. No, he's been reined in a bit. He, he uh, turns up, kicks the goals. Yep. And he's very, very dependable, too. Yeah, a highly serviceable and dependable In the player. past, he's been incredibly accurate at goal as well. Yes, that's true. Well, famously, didn't he almost equal... or well, he equaled Lockett's record. He didn't surpass it. Yeah, that's just a shame. It is a shame, but um, I think it had to happen with the whole uh, Favola falling short of Franklin's ton. <laughs> it's kind of the, the universe had some uh, some sort of karmic retribution. Poor in Bruce mind. being on the end of that. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> hey, you, you got to you got to be feeling pretty good about yourself to be uh, measuring up to the likes of Lockett, but, celebrated but AFL but legend. That's all. Um, but I think uh, Whitecross has been rewarded. With his, for his loyalty, and, yeah. and, he, and he did have a good end to the season. He did. This was a deal done just before the end of Christmas, which is pretty cool when you think about it. Mm. I, I would say that's something Hawthorne had in mind, because as you remember, before Christmas, we also re-signed Rioli and Birchall. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why the White Cross news in particular has only come out now, but that's just the way it's panned out. He had 13 games with Box Hill, and he earned a recall in round 17 against the Swans, and basically didn't look back from there. He didn't miss a game for the rest of the year, and he um, spent time at half-back and basically triggered the clause in his contract that said, yeah, we'll go around again for 2017. And the club, I guess, reading between the lines, was so impressed that they added another year to his deal. Yeah. So uh, I, I really like White Cross. Um, I, I think he's come a long way, and he had a really solid second half of the year. Well, he, he was a bit of a hard luck story for a long time. But, he was. Um, 
He's got a chance to turn that round now. I think well, Brisbane came for him as well, and he rejected their offer. Yeah, I heard something like that. That was yeah. the end of last year. They they're after him. Fags wanted him. <laughs> well, there you go. It makes sense. But Whitecross is doing exactly what you want a hard luck story to do. They don't give up. They're, he's really put in solidly, and he's he's a contributor again. And would you say he's in our best twenty-two? Uh, just. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I would say just as well. I don't. I don't think that's particularly ruthless as of a, you to as say. As a utility player. Well, exactly. You can go forward, back, midfield. Very, very durable for us at the moment. We're finding out a lot about players at this time of year, just yes. before the JLT clash, because uh, we had the intra club match report, and uh, tears. The hype train has left the station. Oh, three goals to Jager. Well, reportedly three, and then Hawthorne themselves. Like Whether the, this is the truth or not, maybe him, they might be playing it down, but they came that out one and said was touched. one. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've graced the post, Jager. <laughs> the, 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 the official report was that he only kicked one, after okay. all, and had 16 touches. So there was that initial hysteria that came out about JOM, yep. that people were absolutely blown away. But, I mean, reports on the day from people who were actually there, mm-hmm. across uh, Hawk headquarters and Big Footy and the like, they were really impressed with him for a guy that had a 16 disposal game. Well, he was very confident yesterday. He, he, he spoke was. about starting in the JLT. Now, I hope they don't do that. But <laughs> I hope they don't either. I mean, it's good to see he's confident. Came out on Channel 7 and uh, basically said, yeah, I'm in really good nick, thanks to the Suns, and Hawthorne's medical team has been great as well, and he I'm right to go. make a point of mentioning the Suns, yeah. I liked that. I think it's classy. I yeah. think it's good. I mean, stuff them, but <laughs> it's good to mention Because there have them. been a lot of articles questioning how good the medical staff is up there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And we know what we can do, obviously. Well, yeah, well, they said that, that, that our medical department was integral to bring him to Hawthorne. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But, yeah, he came out on Channel 7 from the family day and basically said, yep, yeah, I, I should be right to go. I'll put my hand up. And s- That's where he was when we were looking for him, Nick. <laughs> he, was, right, yeah. he was behind the camera. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't find him for a while there. Um, <laughs> but I'm like you. I don't want him to come back that early. I don't think it's necessary. Unless it, it allows him to give him half a game. You know, yeah, I suppose. Well, yeah, some match fitness cotton, wouldn't cotton be too bad. A bit, the only reason I'm reluctant is because reports were emerging that maybe round four would mm. have to wait until the, uh, the Geelong Easter clash. Um, but seven weeks early it would be, so... That's a long time. Mm. Uh, I mean, there's one thing to get your body right, but you'd have to be so right to go to, go to the... From round four to bringing him back from Mate, the JLT clash. Are you clash. suggesting we should do a sort of Brad Otten's approach where we make finals <laughs> and suddenly Jager's in the team? Oh, right. Yeah, sure. No, he's not a required player until finals. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's the strategy there. <laughs> let's have a look at uh, Let's have a look at the intra-club match in a bit more detail. We've got Isaac Smith with 32 disposals. Hodge racked up 22 and one goal. Ruffy, Ruffy was out there running around with a hat, sensibly. All right. Makes sense. Uh, he played forward in the midfield. He played the whole game. It's great to see. Wow. 22 touches, four goals. So who was on him? Can I, well, just I, ask? I, I do not have that info at hand, but uh, I mean, to be fair, Roughhead was playing against Hawthorne, who have been the benchmark for the competition <laughs> okay, for yeah. some time. Uh, Jack Gunston was reportedly best of field, though. He and played, playing on the wing. Yeah, he was playing on the wing. He racked up 28 disposals and Actually, nabbed I two goals. A, I asked him about that yesterday. Oh, really? You had a chat with Gunner? And he was um, very straight battered with that. <laughs> I find like, footy, footy players are, though, aren't they? They are. And then I said, that, well, you play both ends of the ground already so why not the wing you know someone like Lance Franklin in the past has been described as somewhat flamboyant with his uh, with his on-field persona hmm. but he seems off-field the most introverted guy I can't think of a truly flamboyant off-field persona Crawford yeah but he's done I'm okay he's about, done oh, at yeah, the I'm, moment I'm talking about the modern game you know obviously well Crawford hosts kids WB on the weekends <laughs> mate he's got to be somewhat flamboyant but no they're, they're usually quite reserved aren't they footy players they do you think that's media training? They just clubs Brad, Brad Hill was pretty, uh, pretty up and about. Gibbo's terrific with the kids on family days. Yeah, Gibbo's pretty good. Um, I think it is the insistence of the club, though, that when they're asked questions like that, they do rein it in. And, and Stratton was pretty pretty quick to uh, retrieve the balls to give back to the kids to throw, <laughs> to throw at Gunston. <laughs> that was true. He was happy. He had a smile across his face. He was absolutely yeah, he beaming. He was very happy with that. Uh, we're talking about Luke Bruce before. Uh, I mean, typically got four goals. Uh, Jack Fitzpatrick, 18 touches, three goals. That's encouraging. Tall Cyril. Tall Cyril. <laughs> That's his nickname. <laughs> Jack Fitzpatrick, a.k.a. Tall Cyril. He did well. Ty Vickery, this is one oh, that we were interested roll. in. Yeah. Where he, did he play? He went head-to-head with Big Boy. Okay. So 
report from someone at the game, uh, outbodied and out positions, but mm-hmm. learning. Hope so that. promising. But I mean, you know, Big Boy's a veteran in that role. So in a way, you'd almost hope that McAvoy would win. Wouldn't you be a bit yeah, worried if Vickery had his if number? McAvoy wasn't performing. <laughs> I tell you what, did you see um, some of the outtakes from the Hawthorne photo shoot that they did <laughs> online? Did you see that video I, I tweeted, uh, I put on the Twitter page? I think so. Yeah, so it was some of the outtakes and Big Boy was at the end and oh my God, Big Boy doesn't do it justice. <laughs> he is ripped. Unbelievable. I reckon he's the most ripped he's been. He's always been very massive. But well, well, obviously, hence his, uh, hence his title. Yeah, but I think it's a natural... I don't think he has to work on it too much. I guess not, but it's... it's I just don't know how he he's going to move. He just has that physique to him. And <laughs> he could be right. Uh, I'd like him to use it a bit more, I think. <laughs> just Lewis Jetta was a good target, but there's others. Oh, know? that was classic, wasn't it? <laughs> I loved that moment. Uh, what about James Sicily? Interestingly, he was used down back. Okay. Well, so, he's an excellent kick. So he is. Yeah, he provided a bit of dash and excellent disposal coming off the back line. Uh, and obviously, our boy Jom, one goal, sixteen touches, as we've said. But the hype around this guy is enormous. It was reports that one of the people, one of the umpires officiating the game, said something like he was one of the best players he's ever seen, wow. and had the potential to be an all-time great or something ridiculous like that. Which is that's a lot to say off an intra-club match. So that I don't is, think we should read into it too is, much. We've heard, we hear that from other clubs, not so much Hawthorne in the past. Yeah, that's right. Uh, like Nathan Freeman and St Kilda. He's meant to be the next Dangerfield. Count on it. Putting my money there, that's for sure. Uh, a source familiar to uh, Big Footy and Hawk headquarters, as I mentioned before, he was at the intra-club match and spoke to Ratten after the game oh, yeah. and just had a sneaky question for him, just said, are you happy with what you saw? And Ratten apparently applied very enthusiastically with a big green very. So, you know, we're talking about playing a straight bat. He didn't need to say that, but I'm going to trust that the fact he did means something. Rats is usually on the money with these things. He's played with some of the all-time great midfielders and coached, coached some of them as well. That's so right. I'm, I'm willing to back Rats' opinion, I think. I'm willing to back Hawthorne's opinion. If they know they're onto a good thing, well, it's been proved in the past that they have been. So, uh, well, when you look at last year and how we, we totally overperformed on our stats and on our personnel <laughs> and... You know, sky's the limit this year. It's very exciting. But there's some of the younger players that look pretty good with James Cousins. and, and That's right. He got huge raps for his yeah, interclub performance. Yeah, and, uh, of course, Tom Mitchell, he got a big rap from Hodgie. Yes, he did, yeah. Uh, basically applauded by Hodge, the great man himself, for uh, he, he being a real in-and-under player. He was a little bit nervous at, um, at the family day, though. Yeah, he, do, you, uh, do you reckon it's all new for him? Do you uh, reckon Sydney people bother getting out to their family day up there? or? <laughs> I don't know about that. There's a, there's a <laughs> lovely drive-by. <laughs> uh, but, uh, when I'm so he, glad you noticed. When, did he, when he went up to uh, collect his jumper from the, from the kid that's up there to meet the players, yeah. uh, he left the jumper with the kid <laughs> and then stood with the fl- oh, He's, he's so, good to go there. Yeah, that's so nice. Obviously feeling the nerves, but um, no, he seems very nice sitting next to Ruffy. So. I'm feeling the nerves. I'm feeling excited. For, for even the JLT, I know it means nothing. There's nothing at stake. We're just going to see how we go and ease into the season. That's all we're doing. But uh, I'm excited in particular to get down to Arden Street, particularly off the news that, you know, we're not the only people doing intra-club matches. Sold out. Yeah, it is sold out. Uh, that's the North Melbourne clash at Arden Street. It's been reported North Melbourne had their own intra-club match. Did you hear about this? <laughs> go, go on, have a stab in the dark. They're a very happy team, let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, their intra-club practice match erupted into a couple of fiery clashes. Again, again, it's happened twice now. One, one incident involved Luke McDonald and Lindsay Thomas. Uh, the other pitted Andrew Swallow against young ruckman Braden Did, Proofs, who I've never McDonald heard of. did McDonald hit someone else the other week as That's well? That's right. This is the second report of North players <laughs> tangling with one another. This is great signs. I'm all for North beating up on each other just in time for our JLT match. If they could just carry that into the season proper, be a very happy man. It's not like they have... Who's, who's the captain out there now? Is it Zeebel? Uh, possibly, uh, yeah. He has I a think bad so. displanary record. So he does. Maybe they all do. They're thugs and they're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it basically sums North up, doesn't it? I don't think they're a threat this year, so at least no, not. about North, is the no. better... I mean, at this stage, they're threats to each other more than any other team. 
I'm liking the look of that, but we're going to see... would love to be an umpire for them. <laughs> It'd be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to see them in action uh, against our club at Arden Street, JLT Clash. It's sold out, Tiz, as you mentioned. After we sorted ourselves out, the last of the remaining 5,000 tickets were snapped up about a day after going on sale. So we were very lucky indeed. It's the first league game at the ground since 1985, and wasn't it just a pleasure trying to get tickets to the game too? Oh, Ticketmaster, what are they doing? Now, can I ju- just jump in? We know they're new to the game. <laughs> oh, they're this, a bit green. The startup so company, Ticketmaster. yourself in. They, yeah. They're still working out the kinks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous, because I, I will say my personal experience, and I don't know how it happened, I've bought plenty of tickets in my time, Tiz. For finals? Oh, for everything. All kinds of events. And high, through t- high pressure ticketing. Oh, absolutely. And always through Ticketmaster or Ticket Tech. I approach this as if oh, it'll be easy. Yep. Stroll in the park. Exactly. I ended up with two tickets <laughs> somehow. I only wanted mine, but I ended up with two. So I have no idea how that happened, but I'm not happy. No. Uh, as, as it turns out, my girlfriend will just go with us and check it out. Who the Hawthorne players, no doubt. Well, do Sydney Sydney fans have a rivalry against North? I guess they don't really. Well, they, they lost to them in 96, so I guess they do. Oh, what, 20 years on? I think that rivalry's dead, isn't it? No. No? no. It wouldn't be for me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that speaks volumes. Uh, the grandstands are long gone, Tiz. Have you, you haven't been to Arden no, Street, because no. I haven't. But I'm just going by what the reports are. Most of the available standing room at Arden Street is going to be on the grassy hills behind the goals at both ends. And... I have oh, that's a good viewing platform. Well, I have actually no idea what so sort of got this. Five thousand. Yeah, it said at least five thousand. Um, well, you can get there early, Nick, and I'll I'll see you. Just <laughs> yeah, you'll keep send me, a me spot. out. Yeah. Why do I feel like I'm being treated take, like take a sister at this point? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> being sent out to scope things out so you can reap the rewards. <laughs> that's basically, you know, that's what's happening, isn't it? Wow. I don't mind though. I'd rather get us a good spot than waste our On day. The fence. I'll see what I can do. Beautiful. I want to see us all, all the guys in action. Um, suburban footy spirit is back. That's what I'm hearing, Tiz. Have you watched any of the AFLW? I don't, I don't want to speak on it too long because I know Hawthorne don't have a team. Yeah, I've watched the highlights and yeah. got, got impressed with the number of people showing up to watch it. And... It was pretty good. It's, I mean, famously the, um, the first game back had about 22,000 or something. And you attended? I did attend and it was marvellous. The atmosphere was incredible. And, and you uh, went for Collingwood? No, I didn't pick a team. Oh, okay. No, I, I did like the look of Carlton, uh, particularly now I will murder the pronunciation of her name most likely, but Vessio uh, for Carlton was um, a little master basically in front of goals and just was very impressive all over the field in fact. But uh, no, I liked the look of Carlton, but I will say it's really hard to get invested when Hawthorne doesn't have a team. Wrong colours. It, it's just, look, if there was a club that was not affiliated with any men's club, I would likely go for them at this stage. You know, I, uh, being without any other option, with there being no Hawthorne team. So you need team, a neutral side. I need a neutral side. Maybe one from Tassie. This was brought up. One of my friends who, I, who was at the um, Melbourne Pies game the other night, which yeah. I went to as well, which was amazing to see Melbourne stage that comeback. And one of the best goals I've seen, I reckon, <laughs> from the boundary. Um, they put forth the idea of Hawthorne having a women's team based in Tasmania. Yeah, good idea. You seem well, cynical. Well, because the reason why they're affiliated is to reduce the costs mm. for the women's league. So having them in Tasmania wouldn't really <laughs> wouldn't do <that>. necessarily <laughs> do that. Yeah. Fair point you make. Fair point you make. Uh, but I, I just I like that footy's back. Um, I think AFLW is great, and anything that brings footy back that smidge earlier, I'm all for. <laughs> <laughs> you get down to a game, mate. What are you waiting for? You join me at the next one. I'm waiting for the JLT. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's just around the corner. But I was very impressed with. Uh, maybe they were nervous the first week. Yeah. But the yeah. second week, the in- improvement in performance has been quite marked. You know? it, it was. It was. That's. Um, if you can check out the highlights for that Melbourne Pies game, Melbourne's comeback. I think they caught, kicked four goals in nine minutes. Mm. They're bloody good goals as well. Yeah, Collingwood. And- even struggle after halftime in the women's league. <laughs> it's, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> I was sitting next to a Collingwood fan and they went, oh, yeah, this is about right. <laughs> oh, oh the patterns, you see. But we are looking forward to the JLT uh, JLT game because in, in lieu of like not having a Hawthorne women's side, we are concentrating solely on the men's side. And um, 
I think it's fair to say that the You've got last to say there is a Box Hill women's team. There is, yep. there is. Have you ever? I've I've not seen them in action. I'm no, happy I think to they start that. much later in the year. Oh, okay. Is yeah, that but right? They had tryouts and. All oh, right. Yeah, in the last month. I have to check that out and report on that through the year. Um, it's fair to say the last quarter of last year was pretty eventful for Hawthorne. <laughs> At the trade table. Oh right, yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, well, wow, did you forget finals there for a set? where we dropped two matches oh, in a row? But no, no, we don't want to talk about yeah. that. Now, nah, moving on, moving up and onwards. No, uh, most people are pretty, um, pretty shocked. Fair to say, uh, a lot of uh, Hawthorne fans. In oh, fact, that we were, cut loose Lewis and Mitchell. Yeah, we made some pretty daring moves yeah. at the trade table. I thought they could have turned up to sign my cards. To be honest. <laughs> They still owe you a lot. Is that what you're feeling? <laughs> well, they cancelled the previous fan. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they, did, they did. On a Friday evening. Yeah. I think they learned their lesson there at the club, which is good to see. There were a lot of people who were vocal at the end of last year about uh, what the bloody hell of Hawthorne doing. A lot yeah. of fans the vocal on that same loyalty. Point. Yeah, that too. There's been one media personality in particular who's come out. Oh, which in, shining light is this? Well... It's not who you'd expect. Which doyen? <laughs> well, he's he's a returning superstar of the media world. Oh. Melbourne <laughs> champion Gary Lyon believes Hawthorne's brutally bold move to drop two veterans last year would help prolong the club's success near the top of the ladder. Oh, thank goodness he's protecting our. Well, someone has to. I, I, you know, I don't. I don't think it means too much the fact that it's Gary Lyon. I, I, but... I, I would say that it, it probably does because he was at Melbourne. Uh which invariably stuff up their rebuilds. Well, it's interesting you say that. He pointed out that um, Richmond are basically not making the hard calls that Hawthorne have uh, in the last year. He looks at Richmond and he goes, this is a footy club who are making finals, losing and thinking they were close enough. So they go again, they make finals again and lose, they make finals and then lose and then Deledio leaves. Yeah. So he's highly critical of Richmond and uses them in comparison to Hawthorne, saying, well, at least Hawthorne are making a tough call. Yeah. Which, it's about bloody time, Tiz. I've heard so much negativity surrounding this club from the media that I like that someone at least goes in to fight for us. I ignore a lot of the media, what they say about Hawthorne. It's, <laughs> it's all very stained and jealous from my perspective. Well, we're they're always that. looking to slight us at we're, any opportunity. So it just means you're doing something right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We've earned that over the I last mean, few years. It did feel that that they were a little bit jealous that we'd managed to get Jager, yeah, Tom Mitchell, Vickery. I mean, obviously, three you know, of all those have all Australian capabilities. I feel a lot of people's view was that losing Lewis and Mitchell was completely the wrong move. Imagine if we'd kept Lewis as well. <laughs> it would have been big. Because the report is he got his nose out of joint. Well, uh, I, I've heard just, uh, you know, it's, it's complete rumour. There's no fact to back this up. That the day he was going to talk to Clarkson, he thought he was in line for the captaincy. Now, that's out of Favola's mouth. Is, I it, is it out of Favola's mouth? Is that where it came from? from? The, that is oh, the, I feel ashamed. <laughs> Oh, no. And, no. and you know what? I feel even worse. That's the second mention of Favola on this podcast. And he has <laughs> and he has a reputation to be, you know, leakier than What, to be full of shit? No, no they, they say you never say anything to Fev because he'll tell everybody. Oh, really? Is that yeah. the case? Of course he's that person. Bloody yeah. hell. I had no idea that came from Favola. Wow. So it's leaked all the way through and now it's attributed to an anonymous source. <laughs> Turns out the source is a dickhead. Well, initially, uh, <laughs> it was definitely Favola. Right. Well, I think going off the uh, the back of Gary Lyon's uh, take on Hawthorne, which I think is valid, and due, I think it took months for anyone to seem to conjure up any positivity about Hawthorne, let's start looking ahead to 2017. But to look ahead, we must first review the sins of 2016. Do we have to? Really? We do have to, Tiz. Okay. You're the right. man with all the stats. You've got yeah. what, what seems like an no, entire library look, of look books at, the at bright, your end. Let's just look at the bright skies ahead. No, all right. So no, we, we need to, we'll look we at need the to comparison do a post-mortem. 2015, when we won the Premiership, yep. to the arduous 2016, where we only finished fourth. <laughs> when you put it like that, <laughs> we're pretty privileged, aren't we? Yeah, well... You know, some of the Hawthorne supporters are feeling worse than St Kilda and Melbourne supporters about the next season. Yeah, it is a strange phenomenon, but you've hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, all these Melbourne supporters are up and about. We're going to make finals and, yeah, well. <laughs> some Hawthorne fans are all doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, we slipped to fourth. We slipped to a semi-final. So, oh, so Rafa doesn't play a game mm. and we go from scoring 111 
points in 2015 to 97. Yeah, so... So we dropped from first high scoring to sixth. Yeah, famously, correlation does not equal causation, but if you think that Roughhead and his absence had no impact, you're a fool, and what games are you well, watching? Well, when you remember... Um, <laughs> the parade that went through our forward line during games, yeah. trying to look for a, a decent matchup, oh, bring absolutely. the ball to ground, because we had. Um, but that's terrific coaching from Clarkson to only mm. lose fourteen points when <sighs> yeah. when Ruffhead drops out your side. Yeah, basically, yeah. And we we kept we kept putting all these different. Um, we were just showing the opposition different forward lines, yeah. so that they really couldn't get into any rhythm. But we were kicking over the back of their heads. We were just trying anything. Yeah. But our loose ball gets were shocking. We yeah. dropped really low, which means that you're going to get less um, less effective shots at goal. Well, I guess if you're not going to play contested footy, then you want to be up well, on the loose ball gets, right? Well, we haven't played contested footy for ages. But this is when it really came back to bite us. Last year was very bad. I mean, 2015, we got away with it. We were ranked worst in the league when you look at the hardball get differential between us and other teams and still somehow won the flag. That is ridiculous. So if you want to put that in basically layman's terms, we were a team that could care less about actually getting the footy and instead pressuring the other team to turn it over. Yeah. And that's how we'd get it Well, that's back. where our scoring comes from. 60% right. of our score comes from turnovers. Yeah, we we are so good with our forward pressure. That's such a great asset for our club. It was it was sixty six percent in twenty fifteen, sixty two percent in twenty sixteen, which is a little drop off, but it's pretty incredible. I also want to um, pull this stat from nowhere. It's not from one of your fancy books over that side mm. of the table, but uh, hell, this could be attributed to Vivola. I don't know. Uh, apparently, <laughs> we've beaten every team by fifty plus points at least once since two thousand and twelve. Wow. So, fair to say that we've got quite a bit of forward potency. Especially, you look at the forward line this year, my God, it's strong. It's one of the best in the league, unquestionably. But we've, you've got to remember, we've been able to not contest for the ball mm. and wait for it to come back because our defence is so good. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. And what started happening was they'd just commit another man back into our already you know, interesting forward line. Mm. and uh, And then we'd have to it would be much harder for us to get the ball back and score. So, basically, although our forward line performed terrifically under the circumstances, mm. we just we didn't have the potency there to threaten. The plan did seem, and I, I could be wrong with this, but the plan did seem for a while to bomb it in, bring it to ground, and let the uh, the Zipier forwards, your likes of Rioli and Puopolo, yeah. do the work from there. That was incredibly frustrating last year. If that indeed was the plan, and it sure seemed like it, that was so difficult to watch on occasion. There was also the pull everyone forward and run onto the ball that was over the back towards the goals. Yeah, I, I found which that Adelaide was, did for most of the years. That's that's right. That's exactly what I was going to say. That was yeah. a trend with a few teams in the comp last year, which I know some people bemoaned. They thought football was getting boring, which you're an idiot. <laughs> um, I thought it was fantastic, but. Um, Bring in the offside rule. Oh, no. <laughs> you can just see the AFL doing something idiotic yeah. like that, can't you? Um, what was what was interesting is, you know, Clarkson famously said uh, at some point last year, which the media took and ran with, he said contested ball is just a fancy term for everyone in the media. Mm. We don't give a toss about that. Well, he, he needed to because you didn't have to before when we were winning flags, but last year we won all 12 matches where the differential in contested possessions was 18 or less. When it blew out, we yeah. lost, or we lost a grip on the game and somehow Which we had saw to... at GWS. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that was not that was our heaviest loss by far, wasn't and it? And Geelong tailed us up there too. Here's something as well, you know, harking back to my frustration at bombing it long and letting the forwards do the crumbing, that that game plan that seemed to exist. Uh, were you ever frustrated, Tiz, at our inability to win the ball out of the middle? Because I sure was in yeah. 2016. I certainly remember a lot of calls to win it out the, from the centre bounces. <laughs> yeah, to, to try and maybe shift momentum back our way. It'd be nice. We actually ranked 13th in centre bounce clearances. So that might explain it. But here we go. Here's another one. There's another bomb I'm going to drop. Yeah. 17th in all clearances. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's really bad. All around the ground. Yeah, that's that's everywhere. 
every single time the footy's up for grabs when it's a 50-50 contest. But the, but the idea there is that those inside possessions, mm. those first possessions on the pill, mm. aren't always that effective. True. I mean, so just ask Will we, Langford. Yeah, wow. But, <laughs> Sorry, that's me. But, yeah, he still hasn't. He'll get there. He'll get there. He'll, he'll re- I have faith he'll recapture the form. So he's best 22 this year, is he? No. Okay. <laughs> no, um, not off the top of my head, no. Well, we might have a look at that a bit but later. But the most but... important uh, stat mm. these days is loose ball gets because you mm. have time and you have space to efficiently distribute the ball how you want it mm. and to set up plays and things like that, mm. which is why our uncontested marks and things like that controlling the ball are so high. Mm. But when you look at what happened with our contested marks last year, we dropped from 9th in 2015 to 17th, which <laughs> just meant we were getting no relief. When we needed a one-on-one win yeah. somewhere on the ground, we weren't getting none. Right. So all of this is put into like a nice, neat little package of what we need to fix up well, it was, for this it was, year. It was a hugely... Um, tiring way to play footy <laughs> it really is yeah you're always trying to win the ball back you're always trying to win the ball back yeah. and then you've got a f- you've got a stream forward and you're it's all about your pressure on the opposition which ideally like the only time you want to try and win the ball win the ball back if everything's going your way should be the forward line if yeah. your execution at the at the last stage is a bit off and say so you kick it behind that's when you want to tire yourself out to try and win it back yeah you don't, you don't want to get to a stage where you're on the back foot all the time, all over the field. But, uh, and that's look, why we slowed down near the end of the year and, and went out in yeah. straight sets. You know? Yeah, I think that's a fair take. Because yeah. Yeah. we're just too tired by the end of that. But we, I mean, we had a fantastic season by anyone's measure. But as we want to look to the future now? Yeah, I think we want to look to the future. How are you feeling? Who's like? under the pump? Well, who's You've under already the, mentioned who's <laughs> Will Lankford. Who's under the pump? Will Lankford, yeah, I mean... How long do you give him to recapture that form in 2014? Oh, well, you've got to give him a good run at it. He's he's doing been, all right in the preseason. It's been a couple of years. We'll see him in the JLT, that's for sure. We will. I think um, his deficiency is effective disposal. Well, he still hasn't recorded above 50%. Is that right? Is it that bad? Oh, my God. I didn't but, even realise. Yeah. Whew, that explains but a lot. But he's effective. I mean, he looks. he gives us a good look at it. Well, he goes in and gets the footy. It's mm. just what he does with it. It's always very um, panicky and scrambled. And, yeah, I think that's one part of his game he needs to tidy up. I think uh, also Sean Makers. Yeah. You, 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 you declare, don't see a spot you, for him, do you? You joke that I hate the guy, which I don't. Um, I just think he's been on the list for a long time. And I know he's suffered with injury. And But, yeah, it's probably this year that if he gets in the team. He was very unlucky last year. There was a spot he for was. him and he just couldn't get yeah, up well, for Well, he had it. a grumbly groin, Tiz. Grumbly groin. We've all been there. <laughs> Have we? <laughs> My okay. groin's been particularly grumbly. And moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll be looking forward to seeing Lovell. Yes, yes, The ball indeed. magnet. Yep. With a, He needs to improve his kicking efficiency, but he's very good in the VFL. What about uh, Stuart, Burton, Brand? Yeah. Well, Burton got the Griffin. five, so there's big well, raps on him. Yeah, uh, heavily as well. Five shots on goals against Richmond, but yep, only kicked three five. Still, I mean, sorry, eight shots. At eight goal. shots. Yeah, I was that's huge. Say. Yeah, yeah, that math works out now. Um, so we've I've just rattled off a lot of kids there. What's but your this ho- is the next generation. This what? is where you get your improvement. So, what's your hope for this year, personally? Uh, what do you want to do Langford, Burton, Stewart, Howe's going to be playing. Yep. if they can all raise. You know, a third. Yep. They're going to look really good. Are we contenders or do we just look ahead? I think if we hit top four again, you're definitely a contender. For sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. But we've got the toughest fixture. How does that always happen? I mean, you win a few premierships. It's going to happen. We keep, we keep inserting Hawthorne people into AFL House and it never seems to play. <laughs> <laughs> we keep waving them on. We would have thought that would do the trick. We always seem to get the worst fixture. Oh, boy. Uh, speaking of worst things, Tiz, you want to move right along to my anti-fantasy team? Oh, yeah. I've got some great little players for you to stick in. Tiz, I've downloaded the AFL Fantasy app onto my phone. Does it work? It, it Well, it seems to work. Okay, good. It's all new to me. I'm completely green at all of this <laughs> stuff. I'm a bit at sea, I'll admit. I, I'm very keen to know how many Hawthorne players you've got in your anti-fantasy team. I can, okay, well, let's explain. Is it, is it Chewy? 
No. Let's <laughs> let's explain to the listeners before we get too deep into it. Last episode, I introduced a concept called the anti-fantasy team. I'm going to... Well, I have enrolled in AFL fantasy, and my goal <laughs> in my participation in this is to score the lowest possible score every week. So I, I'm, I'm creating... Without any injuries. You've got to make that clear. That's true. And the players have to be, you know... Playing. Yeah, exactly. They have to be at least up for consideration to take the field. I can't just pick anyone. And your um, aim is kind of to lose the most money you can. That's right, yeah. I want I want to create the very worst team, assemble the very worst players. So the most overrated and underperforming. That's right, that's right. So that's that's the idea. If anyone has any suggestions, by the way, hit us up at Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. Oh, there definitely be suggestions. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait. Bring it on, at HawkTalkPod. That's where you want to... Hit us up. Um, all right, read off the back. Line. All right, here we go. So th- this is absolutely my first time doing this. I got within budget, Tiz, so I did okay there. Uh, I have about $20,000 left. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it. All right, from the back line, here we go. Remember, the worst players, the underperformers. Am I going to know any of these blokes? Zach Dawson. Oh, well. Rings yes. a bell? Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> Darcy Gardner for the Brisbane Lions. Yeah. Uh, got Lyndon Dunn. Oh, now at Collingwood. Now yep. plays for the Pies. Uh, this a, guy... On a lifeline. <laughs> <laughs> he's worth 328k, amazingly, but he averages 66. That's a lot to play. Uh, Christian Jacksh. Oh, uh, Jaysh. Or Jaysh. Whatever it is. I knew I was pronouncing that incorrectly, but that's part of the reason why I picked him. I'm like, who are you? Do don't you know, know. Don't care. Weedering you play ca- for Carlton. Weedering came to the club and he never got another look. Anyway, <laughs> God. <laughs> Marley Williams, who now plays for uh, North. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he'll Tom, get a lot of games. Tom Ruggles. I feel like Tom Ruggles is going to... Tom Struggles. Well, um, who's the bloke that left Carlton to go down there? Tui. Zach Tui. So Ruggles will struggle to get a spot. You know what they call it when uh, Ruggles tackles here? It's a Ruggles snuggle. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Jeremy Laidler. I've watched a lot of Sydney over the past few years. My he girlfriend's, turn up girlfriend's a, a Sydney supporter. He does not turn up a lot just doesn't set the world on fire when he does get an opportunity so I thought that's perfect yep. and to round out the back line we've got Neville Jetta 377k good luck with that and rates 45 <laughs> so that seems like an ideal pick for this purpose yes absolutely moving along to the midfield we've got George Holland Smith he still hasn't played <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Wells oh excellent choice thank you Rory Atkins for the Adelaide Crows yes, Adelaide. Matt Rosa Brendan Archie uh, is he the one at Gold Coast or the one at He's Port? He's the one at Port. One he at goes Port. for 396k and Does rates he? 56. Oh, yeah. Yep. So you see, I, I know what I'm doing, Tiz. I know I know my stuff. I know who, I know a little something about who's bad. Uh, Dale Thomas. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. Oh, so I'm on a hot streak of, now, aren't I? He's one of my favourites. <laughs> um, he played for... Everybody paid for him. He had an average of 90. Yep. He comes out, does his shoulder, gets a point... Mm. Because he got one touch, <laughs> right? And then he just plummeted in the money. That's a point for effort, I a think, point, there. Yeah. but nothing more. Dale Thomas, 451,000. That's a lot for him. F- for averaging 57. Uh, Ryan Bastanak, he came over from North, didn't he? Yeah, now he plays up to Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah. And Paul Seedsman. Now at Adelaide. Now at Adelaide. The now stats man, he knew every stat at Collingwood. <laughs> And they still told him to Has he reviewed off. his own? It <laughs> might be worth doing. Uh, and to round out the midfield, we've got Connor Menadieu, just fun to say, really. Yeah. And uh, Billy Smets, who's now at Carlton. He came over from Geelong, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Let's look at the Rucks. Uh, now, I didn't... Did no- you go for Sandy? I didn't. I was about to say I didn't nominate Sandy. He's very expensive. He's 34. Tis. I know, and I wanted to put him... He's too expensive. I couldn't afford him in the end. So I put Toby Nankervis, who's come over from... Uh, Sydney to Richmond. From Sydney. Mad Jack Daw, who... Is coming back. He's got a little niggle in his knee. That's right, yeah. But there's see, a now you're risking something there. I am, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, I'm rolling the dice on that one. Sean Hampson and Billy Longer. What, Hawthorne, I'm sure, were in line to get Billy Longer for a while there, but it didn't, it didn't transpire. He's been at Brisbane, and then he went Then to he St. went to Kilda. St Kilda, yeah. But I think in, in his transition from Brisbane, we were having a look at him. I think it, it was the same period that um, McAvoy left. Yeah, I think perhaps you're right. So yeah. we were after McAvoy or Longer. The first forward I've selected is my mate, Jared Waite. <laughs> Come on! There's, there's never there, been how many North players or ex-North players. There's a few players North players. <laughs> it's a bit of a chip on my shoulder. 
Um, Jared Waite. I mean, Waite is such an apt name for this bloke. Whether it's injury or suspension, yep. I'm waiting for him to do something ever. It seems to take ages to have a shot at goal as well. He's $505,000 for this. Oh, good money well spent. Yeah. <laughs> what about this guy, Joe Danaher? Yeah, oh, well, see, that's a risk too. Surely he should really? improve. Yeah. Oh, well, they've been saying that for years. Surely he should improve. Yeah, he hasn't had a midfield in front of him for two years. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's true. I've kind of overlooked that fact. Uh, <laughs> but whose fault is that, Tiz? Not mine. Uh, Jed Anderson, <laughs> another North bloke. Yeah. Former Hawk, He's Jed gone Anderson. down again, yep. Yep, uh, Levi Casbolt. Yeah. Now, you say with Jed Anderson, just backtracking for a bit, he has gone down again, but he's expected to be right for the season proper. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to say that that's a perfectly valid choice of mine. Uh, Angus Monfries. Oh, yes. Yep. Charlie Cameron. Uh, where's he again? He's Adelaide. Adelaide, yeah. Yeah, he's a real burst player. He just pops up every now and again, but he's very inconsistent. He ghosts, yeah. Now, this might be controversial. I have picked someone from the Western Bulldogs. Oh, not Hawthorne. No, no one from Hawthorne. I'm going to put that out. I've only got two more players to read out, and there's no one from Hawthorne in this team. I couldn't do it, Tiz. I'm not going to turn my back on the boys. Is it Isaac Heaney? No, it's not Isaac Heaney. I said it's from the Bulldogs. Premiership I Premiership to be team. Isaac <laughs> you would think from a Premiership team, I, would, I wouldn't find uh, anyone. Has he just arrived? That's the only way I did it. Yeah. Travis Cloak. Travis Cloak. Travis Cloak is in the team. And to round us out, Jesse White at Collingwood. <laughs> it's Colling- it might as well be a Collingwood North a Collingwood team. <laughs> I swear I didn't realise. I swear I didn't. Now, if you bear with me, Tiz, I'm just going to look up the value of this team just to give us a good base, like a starting point. Right, I'm looking at the figure on my screen right now. The team value is I think that's 10,971,000. So is okay. that what, you know, you're, you're no stranger to AFL fantasy. And that's going to that... drop. <laughs> well, it has to. It that's mean... the aim of this game. Yeah. yeah. So is that a good baseline or what do people usually start at when they form a team at the start of the season? Well, that's the, that's the value you're allowed. And then right. everyone spends the same amount. Right, okay. I've got a lot to learn. You're going to have to hold my hand through this process. I have no idea what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing when it comes to picking terrible players from North and Collingwood. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I mean, <laughs> this is some some sort of experiment. I look forward to seeing how this goes. I, I tell you what, these players better underperform. Otherwise, I will be very salty indeed. <laughs> I was hoping you'd pick Sam Mitchell. Or at least Jordan Lewis. I can't do it. I can't do it. But besides, I don't think they're out of their prime. I think they've still got something to offer. So, and the idea is that I need the score to go down tiers. I don't think they're going to be the men for the job. Sam Mitchell didn't travel interstate in the last year. We only is took him right? to Tassie. Did we no, only we, take we, Sam we, Mitchell to Tassie? I didn't realise that. We were, we were very conservative with Sam. And now he's gone yeah. to West Coast where he travels every second week. <laughs> Good luck, go. Sammy. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> You, you took that sentence and doused it in kerosene and <laughs> set it alight, didn't you? <laughs> uh, hey, love uh, you, Sam. Love uh, you, Sam. I still need your signature, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you still need something from him. Oh, you haven't played that one too well. Hey, let's put all this bitterness to one side and end on a light note. How about we read from the Book of Dipper? Oh, here we go. Yeah, we... Uh, Which horrific tale is this? <laughs> the horrifying tales of Dipper. Let's wind back the clock to 1983. Uh, we've got half-back flanker Alan Stoneham playing for Essendon. There's a collision between he, he and Dipper. Um, Dipper puts his arm up as a kind of so-called reflex action brace. to, brace. Uh, air quotes, protect himself and brace himself. <laughs> he was bracing himself for impact. Uh, Stoneham drops like a sack of spuds. He's down. Essendon teammates and fans are just ropeable instantly. Dipper ended up getting five weeks but he'd be punished a lot worse than that on the field after his suspension because Essendon fans, this is an era where fans do not forget very quickly. Later that year, Dipper got poleaxed behind the play and managed to get through the match despite a blood nose and gouged eyes. So he's done well. You know, gouged eyes. His, um, the courageous aspect of his game is not limited to just finals. He seems like a pretty courageous guy all around. Six years on, he gets a punctured lung. That's right. Indeed he does. Uh, this was courtesy of a player called Cameron Clayton. So I've set up your Mr. context. Mr. Anonymous. I have no idea who Cameron Clayton is, but apparently he played for Essendon in the 80s. So that's for context. We're going to pick this up from here, pick things up from here. Uh, Dipper says, After that game, I was still shaking because I realised I was a marked man. 
I didn't want to go outside just in case there was a group of Essendon supporters waiting to get me. Sure. I didn't want to go to the aftermatch function at first. Then I thought maybe it'll show I've got some courage, some character, if I stick my head in after I've been beaten. Cameron was there. I didn't say anything to him, but I gave him a look as if to say, next time. Dipper got his chance at the end of the 83 grand final, as you might expect. <laughs> so here's how he recalls things. I started the quarter on the bench. When I came on, Cameron had the ball. I tackled him and I wanted to break every part of his body. I didn't mean to get him by the nuts, but when I had him, it was like squeezing plasticine. (laughs) He dropped the ball very quickly indeed, and I got the free kick. I showed him the ball and said, stick that up your ass," (laughs) And off I went. I was the happiest man at the MCG. (laughs) Then he took the premiership home. There you go. There's another reading from the Book of Dipper. Oh, and it's strange that we still have rivalry with them. I, you know. <laughs> I know. Who would have thought, right? <laughs> Round one. Was Here Sheets, we go. Was Sheets there then? I think he was. Ah, oh, perhaps. Yeah. He's always been there. Um, round one, we're looking ahead to it. Comeback story, V. Comeback story. I cannot wait for this. It's going to be such a big game. I can't wait for Ruffy to destroy him single-handed. Or Jager. Or Jager. Yeah, we're still or pretty... Billy. Billy Hartung. Oh, <laughs> He's going to be the man to do it. Oh, I don't care who does it. You don't care who does it as long as they get the job done. That's fair enough. That's going to be the spirit I carry into the game too. Um, I reckon we'll reconvene and talk a bit about the JLT. We're playing Geelong first, uh, then North, and then is it Port? Is it Port yes, it's after Port. That? We're off to Port, yep. So we'll reconvene and talk about those games and uh, we'll preview the season proper when, well, when the time comes. interesting to see who... Uh Clarkson White Ants this weekend. <laughs> We're, um, in case you didn't know, listeners, we are on iTunes now. So if you want to hop on there and search for us, Hawk Talk Pod, Hawk Talk Podcast, uh, whatever search terms you want, you'll find us uh, on iTunes. We'd love for you to, to subscribe and rate and review us and all that good stuff. And um, if you've not found us on Twitter, I don't know where you've found us at the moment, but if you haven't followed us on Twitter, at Hawk Talk Pod, is where you want to go for that one. We're also on SoundCloud. We'll, we'll tweet out links to that as well. Any questions or topics for anything you want to cover, any any oversights or mistakes, I'll wear them. It's fine. If you want to give Tiz, hang shit on Tiz, that's fine too. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fair game, mates, for both of us. So that's going to do us, I think. That's the Hawk Talk podcast. Yeah, and it week. all begins Friday. It does. But where does it begin? Tazzy? Yeah. Off the top of my head? Yeah, Tazzy. <laughs> you said that. Yeah, mate, you idiot. Of course, it's Tazzy. That's not big going. This is the Hawk Talk podcast signing off for another episode. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.